Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. So this is the first episode uh, since Kobe Bryant's passing um, with the helicopter incident. Uh, he passed with his daughter and seven others. Uh, then, you know, included his team, their, his daughter's teammates, their parents, pilot. Yeah. So this is um, it's it's a it's a tragic scene and incident. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna of course we're gonna discuss Kobe in this episode. We're gonna discuss his legacy, um, on and off the court, uh, the evolution of Kobe. Like we saw, you know, people we saw an evolution with Kobe. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna, I'm gonna give a little bit of analysis on the, on the Super Bowl matchup that we have up for this upcoming Sunday. But we're gonna get into Kobe. We're gonna talk about Kobe's legacy, uh, what he's leaving behind. Um, yeah. So without further ado, let's go. I see you guys on the other side. So Kobe Bryant. Um, so I, I wasn't quite. I'm not quite old enough to uh, or to ever ever see Michael Jordan in his prime. Everybody talks about '90s Jordan or '80s Jordan. I never saw it. I never saw it. But if there is any guy, any player that is closer, and I know LeBron gets talked about in all time and. Is LeBron the GOAT? I know he gets talked about as being the GOAT compared to Jordan. But if there's anybody that has a, uh, that has like a similar resemblance of Michael Jordan, it's Kobe Bryant. And just the, the evolution that we saw through Kobe is similar to LeBron. High school, both guys came out of high school. But the evolution we saw with Kobe was, like, like get this. Kobe played in the NBA for 20 seasons. He came in into the NBA as a 17-year-old. He was an NBA player longer than longer than he wasn't. <laughs> he was an NBA player longer than what he wasn't an NBA player. And that just speaks to the fact of the evolution, the growth, the 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 all of the things, all of the timeline and the lifeline that we all seen of Kobe. Like, there's a lot of phases of Kobe's 20-year career. We, uh, we saw Kobe and Shaq, you know, we saw, we saw that Kobe and Shaq run. We saw Kobe and Gasol. With that 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 little brief period where the, the the Lakers won two back-to-back tight when they won back-to-back titles, and then we saw the middle in between 
Gasol and and Shaq. In between, we saw the relentless, peerless, graceful score with Kobe, and we saw how great he was. Phil Jackson. He had two phases of Phil Jackson in his career. He had the Shaq Phil Jackson, and he had the Gasol, Andrew Bynum, and Lamar Odom Phil Jackson with Kobe. We saw eight, number eight Kobe, and then we saw twenty-four. We uh, we we Afro Kobe, bald head Kobe. We saw uh, no tattoos Kobe, and then we saw when Kobe tattoos. We saw um, we, we we saw Adidas Kobe, Nike Kobe. We saw Staples. We saw Western Form Kobe, the great Western Form, where the Lakers used to play, and we saw Staples Kobe. There's a lot. We 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 even saw like skinny sort of Kobe to more buff Kobe. We saw athletic Kobe. We saw. We saw back to the basket, Kobe. We get a lot of variations and and versions of Kobe. We get a lot of versions of Kobe. I think with Kobe, what, what separates Kobe from jo- Jordan, obviously, wasn't that like I think Kobe was a better perimeter shooter than Jordan. I think he was a I think he was a much better perimeter shooter. Uh, I think you can make you can probably make the argument that Kobe. Was a much was a, was a little bit more graceful in his game than Kobe than than Jordan, and then you know from the op, from the opposite of LeBron, Kobe is much more graceful much more graceful than LeBron. LeBron's a mat. LeBron's more of a mat truck. He runs you over. He's physically built, but Kobe played with a certain a certain grace. And persona and swagger about himself. We all we always see it with Kobe, the grace, the 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 the, the fall, the the back to the basket fadeaway jump shot, the dunks. Kobe was a great in game dunker. I don't think he got enough credit for how good of an in game dunker he was. But we saw different variations of Kobe. And we saw how near towards the end of his career, we saw how giving and how open he was. I mean, from a kid that was a high school kid out of Philadelphia at the age of 17, 18, coming into the league. Um, like, the funny thing is, Kobe was an all-star starter his second year in the league, but... He was coming off the bench for for the Lakers. Like the NBA saw Kobe and we was like, as Jordan as Jordan was heading out of the heading out of the door, the NBA was like, we need another star. We need another guy like Mike. And Kobe was that. Kobe walked like Mike. Kobe talked like Mike. Kobe played like Mike. Kobe I mean everything Jordan did, Kobe did it. And sometimes did it better. And the NBA, like, I think they propelled him. They, at such a young age, like, he was forced onto the spotlight. Kobe was, Kobe was literally forced onto the spotlight. 
Like the NBA, he was an NBA. Get this, he was a NBA All Star starter. Not not just an NBA All Star. He was an NBA All Star starter. But at the time, he wasn't even a starter for the Lakers. Eddie Jones was. Eddie Jones was the starter. He Eddie Jones was the starting two guard for the Lakers. Kobe was coming off the bench for the Lakers. But he was an all-star starter in the all-star game in his second year. And the NBA propelled him unto the spotlight. They brung him towards the spotlight. They brought him towards the spotlight. And it's just crazy. We saw, I mean, we, we really got to see the growth of Kobe. And then a guy that was so mentally driven to be the best. A guy, was, a guy that was mentally driven to be the best at whatever he did. Specifically on the court in his playing days. But then to actually retire and, and do a whole rebrand. Or make a whole another transition into a new life. It was amazing. He won an Oscar. He was an Academy Award winner. He wrote books. He, I'm, I, I've heard he has movies coming out. He has a, a lot of screenings coming out. He he was a big time. Uh, he was an outspoken advocate for the WNBA. He was coaching his daughter. Big time advocate for the WNBA. And then globally, we know what Kobe was and is. We know what Kobe was, especially in the region of Asia. And especially in Asia, in the continent of Asia, we know how big Kobe is. This is not just a USA thing. This is a world global phenomenon he was big he was big and it was it, it's such a tragedy such a tragedy <clears throat> and i think this is like you know once again it shows us i think sports sports show us that hey it's i think sports is the ultimate is the ultimate thing that can unite Different groups of people. I think sports is the ultimate thing that could unite different types of people. Different cultures, different races. When you come in, you come together for one sporting event or one sporting occasion. You come in, you're cheering for the same team. Despite when you're cheering for the same team, I don't know. But you might go to games. I, I do this a lot. I go to games. Like when the Cowboys come to the to, when the Cowboys come to the Washington, or when the Lakers come to Washington. I often go to these games. I often go to these games, and you find yourself cheering for the same team with a person. You might share the same team with a person that has different culture come from a different background that might be a different race but it's the great unifier sports is the great unifier it brings unity 
It unites unity. And what I saw after Kobe's death, no matter what race, age, gender, industry, any I don't care what industry you were in, what culture, background, Christian, Muslim, Catholic, uh, it doesn't matter. You came together for Kobe's death. Tragedy. Such a tragic ending to such a young story. A young story that was still being written. Kobe was 41. Just think of the things he could have been doing or still could be doing 30 years from now. Not to mention his daughter, who was 13 and didn't really get to live the fullest of her life. Sad story. Sad ending. Tragedy. But we saw a lot of Kobe. We saw the evolution of Kobe. We saw the growth of Kobe. Throughout his 20-year career. And as he exited basketball. And entered more of the dad stage. Became a better dad. We saw it. All the ups and downs. Sometimes you didn't like Kobe. Sometimes you rooted for Kobe. We saw all the ups and downs. And the pros and cons. And the negatives. And the con, whatever you want to call it. Positive and negative. Whatever you want to call the downtimes. Where you did not find yourself rooting for Kobe. But he grew. As a person and opened up as a person. Kobe Bryant. I'll be back to discuss more. Okay, so I'm back. Um, we're gonna talk more Kobe. So, I think with Kobe and Shaq, the Kobe and Shaq dynasty, uh, that the quick brief run that those guys went on. I, I, you know, looking at look, just looking at the numbers, looking at how they played, looking how how dominant they were. They were probably probably in basketball. They were pro- by far in basketball. They were probably the most unique. Dynasty in basketball. I mean, there were two Batmans. They were two Alpha Dogs. Two Batmans. Two Alpha Dogs. It usually that it's like having two lead singers in a great band. Like you can't have two lead singers in a in a great in a great group. It just it's just not gonna last. It may last momentarily. You may see some very. You may see some some success. Early on and momentarily, but to have two ultimate lead singers in one group, it's not going to work. And to have two Batmans, like ultimately, it's not—it's not meant to last ten years. I don't think the Kobe and Shaq like duo or dynasty was meant to last for ten years. Um, they both averaged around twenty-eight points. You had the—you had the superstar. Most dominant interior force 
down low with Shaq, and then you had a rising super, a, a rising superstar down low. I mean, I mean, a rising superstar out on the perimeter who was a perimeter superstar, or, or, or I mean, two way guy, a perimeter two way superstar. So. Both after twenty eight points per game, it's never, it's not gonna work. It, it wasn't meant to last for ten years. I know they got a lot of heat once they broke up, and you know their situation happened. I know a lot of, a, 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 they both took heat. Kobe took a lot of heat, but it wasn't meant to last. It, it, it now, you know, nobody is talking about it, which is, it's, it's fine, but. You know, when you look at Kareem and Magic, they they lasted for a while because Mag Kareem often didn't want the spotlight on him. Gave it to Magic. Uh, Jordan, want, you know, Scotty didn't really want the spotlight on him. Spotlight on him. He gave the he gave it to Jordan. Uh, even with Mikhail and Bird, Mikhail didn't want the spotlight, but he gave it to Bird. But Bird really wasn't like a spotlight type of guy, like a need for attention guy. But he gave it to him. He gave it to Bird anyway. So with 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 Shaq and Kobe, both of them are superstars. Both of them need the spotlight. Both of them needed the spotlight, and I think the standout moment for Kobe, where like he was like, where you t- you could tell that oh yeah, this guy is superstardom, is the 2000 Finals Game Four, Game Four of the NBA two of the 2000 NBA Finals, where Shaq fouls out, Kobe has a hurt ankle. Um, he previously had injured his ankle, and basically, now and he, Kobe takes over down the stretch. It's a tight game, and Kobe takes over down the stretch. He makes big clutch shots as Kobe did all throughout his career, and I think that was the solidify. Like, okay, yeah, Kobe, he's he, he he's it. He has it, and he's gonna be it for a very long time. And no matter, I think that was the guy, I think that was the game, that was the moment where it was like, yeah, th- th- this kid, he has it. At 21, at 21, at basketballs, at pro basketballs, biggest stage, played and stepped up well and hit big and clutch shots to ultimately take the 3-1 lead versus the Pacers and then ultimately win the title without Shaq. Late down the stretch, Kobe took over the game and said, I got this at 21 years of age. That was the game, I think, I think that really solidified Kobe as a bona fide superstar and as a bona fide clutch performer. And no, and no matter how many like uh, shots that he might miss down the clutch, in the clutch, I think it, it, you can't, you, that had made, that already solidified him. And now with LeBron, it's so funny because with LeBron, you know, early on in his career, he had he had some issues and problems down the stretch. But statistically, if you look at his numbers in the in the fourth quarter in the clutch moments, quote unquote, you know, the moments that we call clutch or deem as clutch, statistically, LeBron is really good. But he has those very early those very early impressions of LeBron down the stretch weren't good and Kobe's down and Kobe's moments down the stretch at a young age were a complete opposite. They were awesome. They were like, oh yeah, this guy this this is gonna solidify this guy. With LeBron, that wasn't the case. But even even though LeBron is statistically good, 
down the stretch, it just shows you those young early impressions that 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 really sticks to you for a while. Now LeBron finally got that off him, but that sticks to you for a while. And Kobe, it stuck. It stuck. It stuck. It's stuck throughout Kobe's entire career. His entirety of his career is stuck. And it's just so funny because, like, we. Kobe, like, unlike certain stars that played for the Lakers, and I think, like, two, I think two or three of them are, are like, the complete uh, opposite. Unlike, like, you look at Shaq. Shaq. Was yeah, Shaq was good in Orlando. Uh, he was he was great in Orlando. He was dominant in Orlando with Penny Hardaway. And he got to a finals, and yeah, he won a title in Miami with D Wade, and he was good. He was still pretty good, but Shaq became Shaq when he played for the Lakers and he won titles for the Lakers. The Lakers are just one of those big time brands where yeah, Shaq. I mean, it was great, Orlando. He, you know, he won a lot. He, he won some things in Orlando. Didn't win a title, but he got to he got he got to a couple conference finals. Had some cut a couple deep playoff runs. And then in Miami, yeah, he won a title, and you know, he was still pretty good. But he had D Wade at his side, but it was still pretty good. But Shaq became Shaq. He became Diesel. He became Superman when he played for the Lakers. Same thing. With, same thing with Kareem. Kareem, I mean, awesome in walk and awesome in Milwaukee. He was awesome in Milwaukee. He was. Uh, I mean, he won a title in Milwaukee. But Kareem is. It, he is Kareem with the Lakers. He became. He became Kareem. I mean, literally, he became Kareem with the Lakers. He was Luol Cinder. He, he his his original name was Luol Cinder. For the for Milwaukee, but when he was a Laker, he was Kareem. He 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 turned into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and literally. So it just shows you the 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 stardom and all of the all of the historic background with the Lakers. With Wilt, Wilt was a a dominant force in the league. A uh, hundred point game, fifty average fifty, lead, led the league in assists. I mean, Wilt was. Absolutely dominant and skilled, but he won that title with the Lakers, and that's what made Wilt a Laker legend. Kareem, yeah, he won a title with with Milwaukee, but he won five more titles with the Lakers, and he and you know he did all like all his big time moments. Most of his big time moments are with the Lakers. Same thing with Shaq. Most of Shaq's big-time moments are with the Lakers. And we finally got a response. We got, we finally heard, and, you know, we saw what LeBron had put out on Instagram. Uh, very emotional message. Um, I, I would encourage you to go look at it. But a very em- emotional message. And he basically says, okay, I have to carry, LeBron basically says, I have to carry the burden and the legacy of being a Laker and carrying the legacy of LeBron, like LeBron has, like he, like he doesn't have enough to carry. LeBron has to, he has to carry himself as LeBron and being one of the best players in basketball in the world. Then he has to carry that title of, oh yeah, I'm playing. I got, I'm, I got the Lakers 
across my chest every night. Oh yeah, then I gotta win the title. And now it's Kobe's death and his legacy. But you know what? LeBron could do it. LeBron could do it. LeBron at you know, coming out of high school similar to Kobe. He 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 he's gonna be able to do it. I think he's gonna be able to carry the legacy on. I think LeBron, you know, it would it would be a great story. It would be a great story. It, it would be a you know a well written story if the Lakers could win a title and LeBron could lead the Lakers to win the title. It would be awesome. That would be awesome. But the Mamba mentality, LeBron would have to pick it up. LeBron would have to carry it on. And LeBron will be able to do it because LeBron is a hard worker. LeBron does what he has to do, and I know I got him. I don't. I don't. I don't think I criticize. I don't think that was a critic. Uh, you know, a critique of LeBron where I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think l- last week I said basically LeBron doesn't feel like a Laker. I said it. I said LeBron doesn't feel like a Laker, but now he will definitely have to carry on the Laker brand, the Kobe brand, the Mama Mentality brand, and now. He will have to embody that. He will have to be a walking embodiment of that. Um, LeBron and Kobe weren't like they weren't like the best of buds. Kobe weren't. Kobe certainly wasn't like a banana boat guy, but their relationship was growing. It was growing, and it was fun and fun to watch with two of my favorite players growing uh, as LeBron became a Laker. Kobe obviously stepped away from the game. That was that that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, and I think Co- I think LeBron will be able to carry on the legacy. Uh, well written message by him. It was 170 words. Great message. I would encourage everybody go look at that message on Instagram. Um, it, it's it's a it, you can go you can go get it anywhere. An encouraging message from LeBron um, on Kobe's passing and his daughter Gianna's passing, but. I think, you know, with Kobe, he played with so much grace, so fluent, not as not as not as a uh, not as physically imposing as as of as LeBron obviously. Uh I think he played I think he was more I think he I think he was more fluent than Jordan. Obviously had he had better range than Jordan, but he was a little I think in my in, just in my preference, my opinion, I think he was a little bit more fluent than Jordan. With his moves, like Kobe can do a certain move, and there's players that 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 you know it looks it looks cool, you know everybody can't you know a lot I know LeBron has a lot of fans, and I often say this with Steph Curry, LeBron has a lot of fans, but not many people can do what LeBron does at six eight two sixty fast freight train passing ability. Not many guys can do that, but. A kid can learn how to dribble like Steph Curry, shoot like Steph Curry, and a kid can learn some Kobe back downs, Kobe fadeaways. They can embody that. And Kobe was a likable guy. It's he he was easy to grab to to grasp. I was talking about that with Zion. Zion I don't think Zion is the all time talent like a Magic or Kobe or LeBron or Jordan. I don't think he's an all time talent like that. But he he is relatable. He's likable. He's easy to grasp. He's he's very much easy to grasp. But I don't think he's I don't think he's in you know I don't think he's an all time talent like that. I don't think he's sorry. I, I, and that was um we had some technical issues. But um 
like I was saying about Zion, I don't think Zion's an all-time talent like Kobe, uh, Jordan, LeBron, Matt. I don't think he's an all-time talent like that. I don't think he's in that stratosphere. But Zion is likable. And Kobe had a likable feature about himself. Kobe had a likable feature about himself. Um, It's tragic. Tragic news. Uh, We all know the impact that Kobe had um, on the women's game, as I mentioned. The impact on the women's game. uh, After writing, you know, he was doing a lot coaching his younger daughter. He was doing ultimately a lot. Uh, but on the other side, I'll be back to talk about some Super Bowl, um, some Super Bowl, so some Super Bowl matchup and analysis. Give you that guys that good stuff. Um, opening night was last night on Monday, so that will be something to talk about. We'll be back soon. Let's go. <clears throat> Okay, before we get into some Super Bowl talk, um, the, the the Chargers, if you don't follow the Isaiah Kid Podcast, I encourage you to do so on Instagram. Uh, it's spelled Isaiah Kid Podcast, how the podcast is spelled. Um, I've reported that the Chargers moved, Chargers and Phillip Rivers, uh, they mutually moved on. Uh, they agreed to move and part ways. I, I, I talked about this early on in the season I, that I thought... Uh, that the Chargers would go in the it would go in a different direction as far as the quarterback position. They find themselves having a sixth draft pick. Now I like this Chargers team. I like their roster. They have a lot of they have like a lot of good players um, on their roster. Like a lot of stand up. They got a nice nice receiving core. Hunter Henry is not bad. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Uh, they got a nice D line, a good secondary. So they they're they're really good. They're like they're really really talented in certain spots. Um, they they can all, I think if they if they can draft the right quarterback and get the right guy in here, this team could be you know it could be some it could be good. It could be a solid team that they have um, with the Chargers. Um, obviously they're not. I don't think they're gonna get Joe Barrow. Uh, the second best quarterback will probably be Tua Tagovailoa, but then you look at at six. Justin Herbert is right there. 
Justin Herbert is sitting right there. Um, I think I, I talked about Justin Herbert after the after the Rose Bowl game. He was the Rose Bowl's MVP. Um, and then this past weekend, the Senior Bowl was uh, had happened, um, and he was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. Not saying I'm not saying just because he you know he's the MVP of those games. Not trying to you know make it sound like he's the next good thing, great thing, but it is it is something to see. Uh, Herbert is a big big quarterback. Good, good, nice arm. Pretty, he he throws some pretty balls. Um, he has he has good touch, all the measurables, and he's mobile. He's what you're looking for in a quarterback nowadays. He's mobile, um, and he put up good numbers at Oregon with Oregon talent. Not not Clemson, not LSU, not Ohio State, not Alabama talent. He had Oregon talent. Oregon talent, Pac-12 talent is a little bit different from SEC and Clemson and Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Different, different, different type of players. So he put up. He was able to put up some good numbers in the Pac-12 um, with Oregon talent. Played well against Wisconsin. I, you know, if you're the Chargers. If you know, of course, Burrow is going to be gone, and Tua Tagovailoa might be gone by this time. Herbert is is not a bad is not a bad choice. I like I like Justin Herbert. I I, I watched a lot of his games, um, especially last year. I think I think Oregon was really too dependent dependent on the run uh, this past year. But it was certain games and certain moments where Oregon needed him to make some plays, needed him to make some throws, and he was able to do that. He was able to do that. Um, that you know, Oregon, or the, the whole program has really transformed. They, like I remember when Oregon had a lot of speedsters and a lot of good, like a lot of fast guys at the running back and receiver position. But now, I mean. They, 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 Oregon really tries. They, they had a, like Oregon had a really good old line last year, uh, this past year. They had good line play. They really controlled the line of scrimmage. They ran the ball. It was more like forty. It was more sixty forty running the ball and throwing it. So they ran a lot. But I think you know I didn't think they really maximized Justin Herbert's talent um, as being one of the top tier quarterbacks. In college football, I don't think Oregon always utilized that in the right form or fashion. But I think the Chargers, with the weapons that they have around him on offense, like the guy like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, um, Hunter Henry, if they can resign him, and then Melvin Gordon, I think the guys that they have on offense, I think they can. I think they can tremendously benefit and help. Uh, Justin Herbert and his development and you know I always say it depends on where you get drafted to you gotta be lucky and you know it's it's all about who you get drafted to if it, I think Justin Herbert would do fine if he got drafted to the Chargers you're talking about a warm weather city um a warm weather city with some good offensive talent uh, a solid head coach. Now nah, he's I don't I don't know uh, Anthony Lynn. He's not a top ten head coach. I don't think, but he's he's certainly a solid head coach uh, that knows his stuff. 
the Chargers, they're, you know, they come, they're just now moving off of a 16-year veteran, uh, Phillip Rivers. So I think this is the, I think that would be, I think that would be the right move for them to go after Justin Herbert. Now let's go on. Let's move on. I have two things I want to address about the the preview, the Super Bowl matchup of the 49ers and the Chiefs. I have two things that I want to bring up. Who had the toughest road getting to the Super Bowl? Who who faced the toughest path to the Super Bowl? Who had who had the toughest path? To the Super Bowl. And right now, what I'm doing, I am evaluating, I am evaluating both teams' schedules. Uh, who did they play? When did they play them? How did they win? When did they win? Where did they win? I'm doing all of that. I'm digging deep for all of that. Because this is the first thing I want to address. This is the first thing I want to address. Who had the toughest path to the 49? I mean, to the Super Bowl. Who had the toughest path? You know, both of them had some, both of them had stretches within the season where some people thought they peaked, especially the 49ers. The 49ers, some people thought they definitely peaked a little early. Um, you know, as September went on and they went into transition to October and November, they had a couple, they had a few injuries to some important players and pieces. Some think, tend to think or tend to thought that, hey, the 49ers, they, they peaked too early. But the Chiefs had, um, they really were good. Down, both teams were good down the stretch. Both teams were good down the stretch. The Chiefs went on a five-game win streak down the stretch. Um, you know, they of course they had some early season struggles with losing Mahomes week seven at, at Denver. Uh, Tyree Kill faced some off the field for off the field issues coming into the season, and then would soon would then you know had some injuries, a couple, a few injuries um, early on in the season. But as, you know, going into November, late November, going into December, and now the postseason, the, the, the Chiefs really picked up their play and their defense. Like I said, like I, like I mentioned, you know, the, going back to the regular season, I mentioned how the Chiefs' defense really was improving. Um, and, you know, the points per game they were giving up. And, you know, I was still like, uh, but the offense they were playing were fairly, they, they weren't that good. But I was still giving the Chiefs credit, or I was giving them their. I was give, I was recognizing that hey, their defense did get better. Now since week twelve, the 49ers, Since week twelve, every opponent they have played has had a winning record. Since week twelve, every opponent they have played have had a winning record, and that was by far the toughest stretch. Any team, week 12 and on, nobody had a tougher schedule than the 49ers. Nobody had a tougher schedule than the 49ers. And that answers my question. I think the 49ers had the toughest path to get here. First, coming into the season, yes, I know, I did have the 49ers as a playoff team. 
But many people did not think this was the year the 49ers would make it to the playoffs. Many thought that they, if Jimmy, if Jimmy Garoppolo could stay healthy, maybe they were a 9-7 and seven team. That's what people thought. Maybe they were 9-7. and seven. I saw more 10-6, 11-5, but some people thought even 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight. Eight eight. But I but don't take me out of the equation because early on I like this front seven. I like Kyle Shanahan and I thought I was a big believer in them possibly making the playoffs and being a Super Bowl dark horse. So you can take me out of the equation. But most tend to, most people, most sport analysts had the 49ers as a 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, because they, you know, everybody talking about the Rams and the Rams had came off their Super Bowl uh, appearance last year. And of course, Seattle is always right there with Russell, led by Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. But down the stretch, the 49ers, it was two, fa- I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, it was two phases to the 49ers season. There was the dominant phase, three phases. There was the dominant phase where they went 8-0 in their first eight games. And they dominated. Their defense was getting to the quarterback. Um, their pass rushers were playing at elite levels. Their offense was clicking. The uh, running game was clicking. Jimmy Garoppolo was clicking. But then going into November, late October, going into November, they had a couple inj- they had they had some few standout they had a few standout injuries to their defense like Quan Alexander uh, offense they lost George Kittle for a minute they lost Kyle's U- use check they, they you know they they had some injuries to some to, to to some critical parts of the offense and their defense but they were still able to withstand you know Throughout throughout those throughout those tough patches, but they had a couple losses. They had a you know they had the Seattle loss and overtime where Seattle came went to San Francisco and Seattle got the road win. Uh, they had the loss to the Baltimore Ravens, which you know everybody that was that that everybody thought that that could be a possible Super Bowl like preview. Uh, they had the surprising loss to the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons, but they were playing really well. Let down the stretch of the season, the Falcons were playing really well. So now we, you know, they transition into the end part, the later part of the season. They played playoff teams multiple times. They beat Seattle to clinch the number one seed, which was very important for them. Uh, Cause I didn't, I didn't know how to fare. I don't know how they would fare as a young team. Uh, going on the road. I think Seattle could have won on the road, which they did in the wild card round. But I did not know what to get, what to expect from the 49ers on the road. So I think the 49ers had definitely the the toughest path to get to the Super Bowl. With the Chiefs, everybody expected the Chiefs to win their division. I think I think you know most people had the Chiefs winning their division. You know you look you look at the Raiders. Even though they improved drastically, uh, despite all of the a- Antonio Brown mess, they still improved drastically. Uh, the Chargers had a setback. The Broncos still couldn't figure out the quarterback position until the end. So the Chiefs 
essentially, you know, they had the they had the division on lock for most of the year. Um, for, I mean, for all of the damn year. Uh, the Chiefs. Many thought that the Chiefs would be back in the same position that they were last year, back in the AFC Championship game. Uh, some Patriot believers thought that maybe, you know, maybe New England could give them a run for their money. New England didn't even make it to see the Chiefs. <laughs> so, it's funny how things work out. Um, you know, even though despite them coming back from a seven, uh, what a 17-point a deficit from the, no, a 24-point deficit from the Texans and a 17-7, and a 10-point deficit from the Titans, the Chiefs were, most people had the Chiefs being fairly superior than the Titans and the Texans. They Most people saw them as superior to the Titans and Texans. Um, so I think the Chiefs, I think the 49ers definitely had the tougher path to the Super Bowl. Uh, you want to call it tougher path? I think they, I think they definitely had the tougher path to the Super Bowl. Um, so, another thing that I'm, that I'm, that I'm repetitively, repetitively keep hearing, uh, when it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo, and I've been, I've been tackling, it's like, I'm a giant slayer, these Jimmy Garoppolo critics, and some of you listeners are Jimmy Garoppolo critics, and every time you try to hit me with the BS, I come back and I slay I come back and I sl- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a giant slayer. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be just fine. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be just fine. Obviously, the, the, let's just get into the let's just get into the X's and O's of what I think of this game if, with the Chiefs and the 49ers. I think obviously the Chiefs are way too dynamic. For the 49ers to like, sh- like what the 49ers did to Green Bay a couple weeks ago, the 49ers are going to be able to do that to the Chiefs. Because, like I said about the Packers, I thought the Packers were offensively limited. You, you know, Aaron Jones, if you stomp the run, that then forces Aaron Rodgers to throw it. Aaron Rodgers only throws to one receiver, Devontae Adams. You, you know, you take him away, who does he have to throw to? But the Chiefs have a multitude of weapons with, with the best quarterback in football, with probably the best offensive mind in football. So you pair all that together, you're like, ah, you got to, you, you're not going to be able to take away everything. Like the Chiefs are not going to be able to take away Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill and Coleman and Sammy Walker. They're not, you're just not going to be able to do that. But. You, I think with the 49ers, you make, you make the Chiefs do something that they don't want to do. You make Andy Reid call something that he don't want to do. And, and we all know Andy Reid loves to throw the football. If I'm the 49ers, I'm making Andy Reid run the ball 30 times. I'm making him run the ball 30 times. I'm going to let him be, I'm going to let the Chiefs be effective on the ground all day. Because they are not going to kill me with their deep field. Like, if they're going to score, I'd rather them take up like five to seven minutes to score than two minutes. I don't want them scoring in two minutes. 
I want the Chiefs to run the ball 30 times if I'm the 49ers. Because Andy Reid does not want to run the ball 30 times. He just doesn't. That's, just, that's not his makeup. That's not his attitude. He wants to be able to throw the ball. He wants to sling the ball across the lawn. He wants, to, he wants Mahomes to be Mahomes, make plays, those receivers, you know, break tackles and make plays and catch the ball. He wants to do all that. He don't want Damian Williams having 25, 30 carries. He does not want that. So I think the 49ers, as far as defensively and scheme-wise, I think you're obviously they're not gonna be able to take away everything. They probably they're probably gonna double they're probably gonna either gonna double team Tyreek Hill or double team Travis Kelsey or do they might just do both. But with that four man pass rush, it can get ferocious back there with Kansas City if if that if that 49ers pass rush with Armstead and uh DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, and D Ford, if if uh if 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 they can get back there and cause havoc, it could be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I've been often hearing it about Jimmy Garoppolo. Can Jimmy Garoppolo? Obviously, if this game is like in the in the mid thirties, if this game end up being in the mid thirties, close to the forties, the the Chiefs have the edge. The Chiefs have the edge, but if this game is in the is in the thirties, is in the high twenties, low thirties, I think the 49ers still have a shot. The 49ers will have a shot. Uh, it, it, you know, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that. Love Jimmy G. Jimmy G is 23 and five as a starter. I love him. But I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you, oh yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, he's uh he he's way better than Mahomes. He's better than Mahomes. I'm gonna take him over Mahomes. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna do that. Mahomes is better than he's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think as far as a football team, I think the 49ers have the better football team. I think the 49ers got the better O line. I think they got the better D line. It's not even close. Uh I like their linebacking core. Uh, their their running game, their co- their running game, I like that. Now, as far as those skill positions, receiver and running back, or receiver, tight end. Even though George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are right neck and neck, but receivers, Kansas City has edge. Quarterback, Kansas City has edge. But just about everything else, like secondary, uh, I would probably lean towards San Francisco. Uh, O-line, I'm leaning towards San Francisco. D-line, it's not even close. I'm picking the 49ers. Linebacking core, I'm picking the 49ers. The, the 49ers are the, are the better football team. They're the better football team. But I don't want to hear, oh, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be able to outplay J- Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, no. I don't think he's going to be able to out... He's not going to be able to outgun Patrick Mahomes. Like, you're not going to outshoot Steph Curry. You're not going to... You know, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that's like somebody saying, "Oh, can somebody can can somebody can one of these guys in the NBA out outdo Steph Curry, outshoot Steph Curry?" No, I don't think so. Curry's the best shooter I've ever seen. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna outshoot Curry. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be able to score more points than than uh than than Patrick Mahomes. But if this game is in the if it's in the high twenties, low thirties, I give the 49ers a hell of a shot to win. I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna give you guys my pick that though. 
I still don't know my pick. Um, I'm leaning towards. I don't know. I don't even know who I'm leaning towards. I don't even know who I'm leaning towards. But I, I, ah, uh, boy, I, I can't wait for this matchup. This is a good Super Bowl matchup. Um, this is the matchup that I want. This is definitely the matchup that I wanted. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Peace. Adios, amigos. Um, one last thing. I saw the Browns. They hired their GM. Uh, good for them. I like them. I like them. I like them. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it. Uh, after you know, post after the Super Bowl. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, we can probably do. You know, if you want to do a moment of silence for Kobe, we could do a moment of silence for Kobe. Yeah, so that was the moment of silence for Kobe. Um, rest in peace from Kobe. Uh, tragic, tragic incident. Um, just, just a, just a, a sad, heartening, heartbreaking. Uh, prayers go out to Vanessa and the Bryant family, the rest of the Bryant family, um, they, and those other families that 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 had victims in that helicopter. Um, just a bad story, Kobe. You know. He's a legend. He's a legend. But thank you guys for listening. Two choices, one decision. I'm out. Keep clicking. Keep clicking. Keep clicking. Two choices, one decision. I'm out.